This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 248 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have John Hoagland. Now, he's with Hoagland Family Hearing and Audiology Center. John, how are you? Doing wonderful. And speaking of wonderful, you're doing wonderful things for the community, uh, not just those who need your services, but beyond. So, But let's start, before we get into that, let's start with your company. Well, my wife Patricia and I have been in the field, she for 34 years, me for 36 years. And in Southwest Florida, we have practices. We, our first was in Bonita Springs, next to that national landmark, Royal Scoop Ice Cream. Oh, <laughs> I know that and, landmark. <laughs> yes, indeed. And uh, then we opened Southwest Florida Tinnitus and Hearing Center in Estero. And that is where Coconut Road meets Three Oaks Parkway in the Brookstown Center. And that deals with tinnitus, which is ringing ear as well. We have a practice by Gulf Coast Hospital in Fort Myers. And we're also in Cape Coral uh, off Del Prado near Vizcaya in the Towers Medical Plaza. And we offer full service audiology and uh, help for people with hearing loss, as well as ringing ear, wax removal, and help with any hearing aid they may have in their possession. Wow. So you are all over. (laughs) Cape Coral down the Bonita Springs, doing a lot of wonderful things. you know, and, and we were talking about the health network that you're involved in uh, before we actually went live here. And I know this is a little off script, but, uh, you know, it started this with the wonderful things that you're doing in the community. And, you know, your interest is really goes way beyond just hearing loss. And that's what I love about you guys. Uh, you're concerned about the neighbors and, and the community. Well, we've got a lot of like-minded healthcare professionals, and we do um, about 50-plus health fairs a year in people's given community. You know, community wants to have a health fair, and they've got us call a podiatrist and call an eye care and call an audiology. Um, we've made it uh, one-stop shopping for people, so to speak, that the community just has to create the buzz and set up the room, and uh, we'll have some of the best providers in. Uh, we have a speakers network where people can uh, get people to talk about healthcare topics in within their community or their group or their church. And uh, education is to me uh, a key element. You know, knowledge is power when it comes to your health. Is our general mentality, and we appreciate the fact that you let us reach out to your people and uh, and tell them a little bit more about ears that they may not know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. How did you, you know, what was your journey like? How did you get into this field? Well, we worked for a variety of different, um, I started working with a hearing aid manufacturer and then I wanted to get in on the people side. And I got licensed here in the state of Florida in 1984 and uh, worked with a lot of very large organizations that were throughout the entire state. And then finally in 2003, uh, Patricia and I relocated down here to Southwest Florida and began our own chain of hearing centers. And it's it's a wonderful feeling. There's a, obviously a lot of need in this area, but it's a, it's a field where you can really change lives in a positive 
positive way, not only from the communication side, but for people who are dealing with uh, tinnitus and ringing ear and uh, try to give them some peace as well. You know, the few times, and I can only think of one time where I've had that, you know, just that constant buzzing in your ear, you can't escape that. You know, talk about improvement quality of life. You know, when I got relief, I was like, oh, my Lord, is there anything worse? It it can be frustrating. For some people, it's a slight inconvenience and a nuisance, but for others, it can be debilitating. They can't, yeah. they can't focus. They can't sleep. Um, and unfortunately, the typical uh, response from the medical community goes something like this. Suck it up, buttercup. You're stuck <laughs> with this for life. Nobody will ever be smart enough to give you a smidge of help or hope. And it's going to get a lot worse. Get ready. Uh, have a nice day. Pay on your way out. And uh, I've always thought that's a terrible message. So fortunately, there are a lot of things that can be done for people who, who suffer with ringing ears. And, and a lot of time there's an underlying hearing loss as well. So if anybody's noticing sensations, they should immediately get what I refer to as a baseline hearing test. And we provide those for the community and there's no charge for our, our hearing evaluations as well as our giving people a dated copy for their records and doing a full tinnitus uh, evaluation at one of our audiology centers. Wow. Terrific. Terrific. And then, you know, your, your educational seminars that you touched on, uh, obviously with, with COVID happening, uh, but that's a big part of, of what you guys provide for the community as well. Is, is that something, uh, you know, what's, I guess, the outlook as we move forward here? Well, what, what happens typically and the things that I always like people to know is that hearing is an aspect of their health they don't pay as much attention to as they probably should. You know, people have regularly scheduled evaluations everywhere else, but for some reason, hearing gets missed. Mm. So um, the, the general consensus, the Surgeon General has these guidelines that these ages have these medical tests with this type of frequency. And from 20 and above, they recommend every 10 years to check your hearing. 50 and above, they shorten it to every five. And 65 and above, they actually say every two to three. But I think the most important one is that first baseline hearing test. Not unlike a baseline PSA for a male, baseline mammogram for a female. It's one of the baselines they stress. Sometimes people don't realize how many issues can affect their hearing. So someone will walk into our practice and they'll say something like, John, my doctor put me on three new medications that I've never taken before. And I think in the last three weeks, it's really starting to affect my hearing. Can you check it? So I do the test, I find the problem and they're right. It's the kind of problem the medicine could be causing. So they'll ask me to write to their doctor. I'll always say, sure, let me see a copy of the last hearing test before you started the medication. And I don't know what it is about ears, but nobody thinks to check them until mm. after the disaster has occurred. <laughs> so what we do is we do these tests and while your hearing is reasonably good is the best time. And then we'll give you a copy that I want people to hang on to. So if in the future there's any change, and I can see sudden change due to a virus, due to a TIA or a mini stroke, adult onset diabetes affects hearing. Um, bad reaction anesthesia during surgery. Of course, chemotherapy is a big one. Medication, radiation, even an auto accident where airbags blow up because they're so loud. 
Well, wow. now you can say, this is what my hearing was like in 2020. What happened from the auto accident? And I can prove it. What happened from the anesthesia? What's going on with my medication? And, and that's a great reason to just get a baseline. And, you know, I think anytime you can learn about any aspect of your health and all it's going to cost is a little of your time and not a dime of your money, you know, I think that's time well spent. As soon as we opened our practice, Patricia and I made a vow that we would never, never wanted expense to be a barrier to knowledge. So uh, whatever somebody decides to do about their hearing, that's entirely up to them. But I always feel people should be in the know. And I think that, and, and all I've ever asked in exchange is if they learn a lot and they're well-treated and somebody in their circle of friends says, where's a good place to go for their ears, that they keep our clinics in mind. Yeah. Wow. That's number one, phenomenal advice. Makes so much sense, but you're right. You never hear that out in the uh, mainstream medical world. And then, you know, to, the, to be able to go to one of your locations and get that baseline uh, without a fee, right? I, I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. That is correct. <laughs> the, the phrase we usually use is, all it will cost is a little of your time, but the knowledge you receive may be priceless. Wow. wow. So there you go, listeners. Uh, get over to one of those four locations and... Um, Take advantage of that. That's that's phenomenal. So, how about John? Myths in the the hearing world, the hearing industry. What do you, what's out there that you want to talk about? Well, the biggest one you know we hit on with tinnitus is the fear that nothing can be done. You know, I think the worst thing you can do with any human being is take away hope. Um, so, always you know, never get the feeling that nothing can be done to help you, and keep searching for answers. Um, the other one that I wish people knew about was how important early intervention is with hearing. Um, so many times people will say, I know five people that have hearing aids and none of them could adapt to them and none of them could adjust. Where hearing aids are concerned, the general rule in audiology since the dawn of time has always been whoever starts with the mildest prescription wins. So if I catch a problem when it first begins, where someone's mixing up a few things now and again, boy, that's easy to fix. Getting used to mild prescription hearing instruments is very easy because it represents a very small change. And the human brain does brilliantly with small change. We can usually restore 100% of the understanding. It's not a shock to the system in any way. Um, we usually, it's a very smooth and easy and typically pleasant transition for the patient. And if they wear them faithfully and see their specialists regularly, often we can maintain that 100% understanding. Some Sometimes till the day they die without ever truly encountering any headaches, complications, or problems. Now, unfortunately, even to this day, as hearing loss advances, our results don't drop slightly. They can actually plunge dramatically. Um, advanced stage hearing loss can be more of a nightmare to deal with, waiting till people need real strong hearing instruments, especially for their first ones is a shock to the system. It's kind of a sensory overload for people. And, and you may even run into people, friends, family members, or people in your church or community that get very good, very sophisticated instruments working with a wonderful audiology center. 
and, and they just have a horrible time with them. They can't adapt to being back in the world of sound. They're adjusting up and down, back and forth all day because their their brain can't adapt to it. And, and they get someplace noisy. Some of them get so overwhelmed that there have actually been people who have failed with hearing aids entirely. But the public doesn't know why they failed. So unfortunately, this becomes one of those things where someone says, boy, I'll tell you one thing, with all the trouble that mom had or Uncle Bill had, I'm going to wait till I can't live without these things yeah. before I cross that bridge and get into that mess. And they wind up in the same boat. So I always tell people, if you don't want to have all the troubles you've observed in others, nip it in the bud as soon as it starts. And then hearing loss is really no big deal. I think everywhere else in life, we feel it's such a blessing when we catch an early stage health problem before it develops a lot of layers of complication and becomes more challenging to treat. But I don't know what it is about hearing. People tend to want to roll the dice or play Russian roulette of how much worse can I let this thing get before I have to face it and deal with it. And it makes our job so much harder and their satisfaction so much more restricted. Wow. John, this is phenomenal. I, I, opening my eyes, I had no idea. Uh, this is, wow. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> so how about when you and Patricia aren't in the office, when you're not running the business, what are you doing for fun? Well, I've got a new favorite bumper sticker that says, if I knew how much fun grandchildren were, we would have had them first. <laughs> uh, we have uh, three darling daughters and we have uh, two grandchildren with one uh, and a, a 11 year old and about to be a three year old. Um, and our oldest daughter is now expecting and our youngest daughter just got married. So uh, we, we love family time. Um, Personally, I'm a sports nut. I love golfing. My wife loves fishing. And uh, we, there's so much to do here in Southwest Florida. We're really blessed mm -hmm. in, the region, uh, in those areas. And, uh, but that family and, and probably sports are, are where I love to spend a lot of my free time. And the performing arts, we got so much good going for us here in Southwest Florida. Yeah. I can't wait for all of that to get back up and running. Yeah, I'm with you there. Looking forward to it. Hopefully it's coming real soon. So how about a uh, hardship, John, something that you looking back now say, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. What comes to mind? Two of them. You know, it was really tough on everybody in Southwest Florida when the 2008 crash hit and uh, seeing um, how you we had to roll up our sleeves and certainly we got hit with Hurricane Charlie and Hurricane Irma and seeing how communities bond together but I don't think anybody has experienced the challenge that this pandemic has led and it it really has been tough because our patient base is the most vulnerable and, you know, one of the things we've tried to do through it, you know, the things I learned with the other crisis in, in the midst of a crisis, try to do the next right thing. And what we've had all of our staff um, actively doing, and this is something I would love to get the word out, is if there are people who are housebound, if they are high risk, if they can't get out, the the pandemic has been horrible for people being isolated and social distancing takes a huge part out of their life. Well, if your hearing aids aren't working properly, all these things 
really manifest themselves. And if somebody is taken to a hospital, for example, they can't bring a family member with them. And if their hearing aids are broken, that becomes a scary thing. And everybody's around with the big mask that cut down on volume, cut down on visual clues. So what we've tried to do is get the word out that if anybody has a broken hearing aid of any type, even if they can't get to us, if a family member can get those hearing aids in a Ziploc bag with their name and phone number, we have every manufacturer's software. We're doing free warranty repairs on any hearing aid. I just can't stand the thought of somebody sitting there with broken hearing aids. So, you know, we're, we're just trying to get through this. Now, we do a great CDC guidelines on, on being safe here. You know, we have a little more time between patients because we have to sanitize the room after every single patient leaves. Those that still don't feel comfortable interacting, we have them check in in the parking lot. We come out and uh, get them when we are ready for them and the room has been resanitized. Um, and if anybody has issues that are going on, especially through understanding what others are saying through the pandemic. Um, there are ways now that each manufacturer has set up where we set up a separate mask program within the hearing aid. And so if you're talking with people and they have masks over their face, you push a button that increases the amount that we would expect to have drop off from the use of masks and increases the ability to hear when you're six feet or beyond, you know, because we're trying to keep that social distancing. And so the hearing aids individually can be set up to work better for people. Um, people have actually, uh, an unforeseen problem is that people are taking their masks on and off and it's hooking their hearing aids and sending them flinging and flying. And believe it or not, manufacturers have set up to where through your phone, you can set up a find my hearing aid button and it will tell you the GPS location of it at 123 Baker Street. Oh, we left it at our daughter's house. And when you get there, you can walk around with your phone and it has a hot, warm and cold button. Oh. Now, one thing I tell people is if you're standing still and your dog runs towards you and it says hot, 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 and as it runs away, it starts going cold, cold, cold. But I think that we're all learning that, you know, there's just reaching out and trying to help one another. I've been very impressed with all the hospital systems here, what Lee Health is doing, NCH, Physicians Regional, all the things that we've been managing the pandemic and, and just everybody reaching out and trying to help one another. You know, Southwest Florida strong, we'll get through all of this, but, but this has definitely been the biggest challenge uh, mm -hmm. I can remember in my business career. Well, you certainly are doing your part and then some. So uh, again, thanks for sharing that. That's really important information. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, boy, I'm so glad we, we did this interview. Um, how about one thing, John, you wish our listeners knew about your company? What would that be? Um, we feel very, very blessed. I don't know in my 36 years of uh, working with the hearing impaired that I've been blessed with a better clinical and support staff. 
So, um, you know, we, we try as a family practice, you know, we, we try to have a family camaraderie uh, within the group, but we also try to treat the patients like family. And, you know, there it's, hearing loss can be very, very complex. And we've got some very extremely knowledgeable audiologists that can deal with uh, things like Meniere's disease, which has a vertigo component and a tinnitus component combined along with the hearing loss. And tinnitus itself, there's not a lot of people that want to work with it because um, there's a lot of psychological uh, baggage and, and support you have to give to people as they get through the severe tinnitus thing and, and keeping them on path. And the hearing aids of today are can be programmed so many different ways. And every manufacturer has wonderful devices that stream from their televisions and stream from the phones, etc. And with all of that requires a skill set, you know, uh, the manufacturer we select, there are certain manufacturers that do better job with different hearing losses. But what really the X factor is in dealing with hearing loss is the clinician. You know, you have to, you, and I have a secret weapon. I have very talented millennials on staff that know <laughs> the technology like the back of their hand. And, um, <laughs> they're really staying cutting edge on everything that's going on. We've been able to do telemedicine approaches. We can remotely program with some hearing aids now. They can sit safely in their home and we can make the tweaks in the environment that they're using the hearing aids and be sure that we can help them that way. So it, it, the hearing aids themselves now monitor some health and wellness things. They'll alert people if a patient has a fall, they will send GPS coordinates to family members and alerting them. I mean, it's a whole new world. This isn't your grandfather's hearing aid. And, uh, <laughs> and they're small and discreet. And everybody says, oh, I don't want to be seen wearing one of those things. Well, the whole, uh, most of the time, people don't even notice the hearing aids mm. that I wear. And there's a phrase I love in our field that says, there's no way your hearing aid is going to be as obvious as your hearing problem is becoming. <laughs> so, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing you did wrong. It's just, but it's nothing to ignore. And the sooner that we help people, the better results they'll get. And if anybody is here from up north that's listening and they need some local service while they're in their snowbird world, um, we, off, we roll out the red carpet. We'll do the cleanings and the programmings. And again, all we ask in exchange is if they like the way their experience has gone for them to tell others. So John, how can our listeners learn more about your company? Well, we have through the pandemic set up a central phone number for everyone to reach us. And that number is 239-360-3753. Um, we have hoaglandfamilyhearing.com as a website. Or if you reach out to me uh, via email, my personal email is john at hoaglandfamilyhearing.com. And Hoagland is H-O-G-L-U-N-D. But uh, please share the word. And the biggest thing is if anybody knows of friends or family that are in that situation where they need their hearing aid serviced, 
but they're trapped or quarantined, get the hearing aids to me so I can get them fixed for people. And when things calm down, if you don't own a baseline, you need one. And come see our staff and we'll take good care of you. And we like to say that we'll treat you like family. Wow. John, you, Patricia, and the rest of your staff, you guys are like Southwest Florida angels. So thank you for all you do and for sharing this important information. Well, I appreciate the chance to anytime I can educate someone about their ears. I love to talk about hearing. So if your group would like me to speak, I'll be glad to. But stay safe and well out there, everybody. And thanks so much for you giving us the platform to tell people a little more about those ears. Absolutely. You take care, John. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.